Oh, oh, ha, 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 he, hey, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to a bonus episode (laughs) (laughs) of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my roving reporter friend who I sent out on his own, and I was very, very worried, like a concerned parent, I was so worried, the first time I spoke to him was this morning to ask him how it went, but... Yes, here is Morgan Richards. I like that. I like that. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. Um, little question before we start. Uh, have you have you punned this now? Have you? Oh, go on. What What do you think Dracula calls his savings account? No, don't you even say the name of this fucking festival, you absolute prick. It's Bloodstock. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, but I'm laughing because I can see how fucking out you were like, you were fucking buzzing, you were fucking vibrating with excitement then to get out of you, you fucking shithead, like, you absolute shithead. Yes, this week's guest is... Metal Festival. (laughs) Bloodstock. Yes, we sent Morgan out to Bloodstock to uh, meet the metal community and see if... Basically, what I did was I told Morgan I was going to a wedding when I didn't really go to a wedding because I was scared to go to Bloodstock because I thought it being such a metal festival, they might behead me. So what I did was I sent a tester along. I was like, oh, well, if Morgan gets beheaded, I'll probably leave it next year. But... How did it go? Very, very well. Do you know what? It was my first time ever at Bloodstock. Um, and what a lineup to choose. They celebrated their 20th year anniversary as a festival. And let me tell you, this weekend was full of celebrations. So, like, obviously, I've been lucky enough to professionally cover events like these since 2014. Even the podcast, mm-hmm. we've done Download, 2003, Slam Dunk, Reading and Leeds. But I've never really worked something this heavy so we had the lovely offer to come down i I was intrigued and i had to experience it all sean did go to a a mormon wedding we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on um but just to kind of give you the the free throwing spirit of the fans of bloodstock restival right um 
I'm not kink shaming. But Uh-oh. one of <laughs> but one of the first things I saw on site was an older yeah, gentleman. I know. I, yeah, you've literally said I'm not racist, but I'm not kink shaming. But carry on. What, yeah, no, on. but I, the what first you, thing. Tell me what you saw. Tell me what you saw. I just turned my head, and there was a man pulling a woman via a dog chain and collar, and was very oh. surprised. Nice. Um, what were they both wearing? Uh, not a lot. Lovely. Any photos or videos <laughs> no. that you can send over? But you can imagine. Uh, you can imagine my reaction to that. Um, but a great. It, <laughs> oh, no. Was that it? Was that it? Oh, I was just saying it, it's a shock. It, I didn't expect <laughs> it. But anyway, it was a great weekend. I saw a lot of old friends and recorded a lot of surprises for this bonus podcast. Yeah, I got a couple of questions here for you okay. about this. Okay. Um, so, uh, was there anybody who uh, wanted to fight you or said anything aggressive to you or anything negative towards the podcast and ourselves? Ooh, um, no, everyone was quite lovely, to be honest, which was, which was surprising, I know. Um, I don't know why we were expecting them to be so bad, really. Like, how many, like, it's come because, on, it's because this- me going there is, is yeah. a shock in itself because of my love for emo music. Um, I, I do have metal roots, you know, I, I, I do enjoy a bit of the, the heavy metal. Um, <laughs> why are we talking about metal? Like, we are grandparents, like, very Aaron. We've all, we, it's like, a very yeah, partridge of us, yeah, we've been to several metal events of our own, uh, uh, that, on our own. But uh, yeah, yeah, carry on. So nobody shouted, "Sap in your soft bastard" or anything along those lines. To be honest, I had a lot of lovely people come up and say they're wishing us well at the Heavy Music Awards in a couple of oh, weeks. Oh, nice. So that I don't know if that's oh. because they hate other podcasts more than us which seems to be a running theme, the people we talk to. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That, I have uh, spoken to quite a few people who have gone, nah, you're going to win. And I go, nah, I'm not. And they go, nah, fuck all the other podcasts <laughs> or whatever. And surprisingly aggressive. So, um, yeah, well, that's nice that, um, yeah, people care and they think we're going to do well. They're wrong. Don't get me wrong. They're wrong. But it's going to be a hell of a night anyway. It will. It will. But no, I got some really nice recordings and you're going to be hearing... In just a second, my conversations with Mikey D of Skin Dread, who went out yes, of his way love Mikey. to make sure uh, we had the dress room and everything. And it, it gets a little bit deep. So we're going to be kicking things off with him. I'm speaking to Therapy? Therapy? Therapy. Um, therapy. <laughs> who are celebrating 30th year anniversary recently themselves with their book so much for the 30 year plan written by our very good friend and former guest of the podcast mr simon young yes nice nice uh, i got some time with vexed megan and jay have been impressing a lot of people lately with their new wave metal debut album calling culture that had an amazing set as well and to top it all off i did the unthinkable and spoke to the legend that is... You lost your virginity? Oh, carry on. Sorry. Barney from Napalm Death. Shut up. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) is expecting this. When worlds collide. (laughs) This is fucking... I know we've had fucking Dave Lombardo on from Slayer and stuff, but he's mixed it up with different worlds. But to have Barney... The Growler, the fucking man from Napalm Death, and Morgan Richards, 
The soft lad from Sapling Podcast. <laughs> the soft lad. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. What a combination. Oh. It's the cabbage fruit and nut. Unbelievable. Wait, That's wait, brilliant. wait till you see the photo we have together as well. It's oh, even better. But to finish it all off, I've got a very nice surprise as well. As I talked to the bloodstock booker and boss woman, Vicky Hungerford for a little behind-the-scenes look and reflect on a wonderful weekend. So thank you so much to the Bloodstock team for inviting me down. Uh, I loved it. As I said, I saw some great sets, some old friends I haven't seen in a while, and these conversations that I can't wait for you all to hear. But just before we get into what I got up to, um, just a quick reminder that if you enjoy these podcasts and want us to do more bonus things like this, please head over to support us via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. There's loads of extra things already up exclusively on there, and you get to become a member of our wonderful community who just are lovely to each other each and every day, but also give us a follow and a tweet or a like on Instagram via at SapninPod. Yes, at Sapnin Pod. That's at S A P P E N I N P O D. That's at S A P P E N I N P O D. Yeah, send us a message. Send us uh, suggestions for guests. Send us questions you want to know. Yeah, just get in touch with us or at Sapnin Pod. Well, yeah, I'm very, very excited to hear this. The fact you haven't got a black eye uh, means that it all seemed to have gone quite well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched for this. I'm very, very excited to to uh you you and barney and yeah i'm a big fan well i'm a big fan of everything you mentioned as well so yeah very very excited big love to skin dread vexed therapy um (laughs) napalm diath and uh yeah and vicky and anybody involved with bloodstock thank you very much for um inviting us i'm sorry i couldn't be there i was at the mormon wedding yeah, let's get on with it. Let's just get on to the episode. We could talk about anything else after these fucking interviews. So. Correct. So this is what I got up to at Bloodstock Festival 2021, kicking things off with the riff master himself, Mikey D of Skindred. And boy, does he have some fucking riffs. Jesus <sighs> Christ. Sapnin! Sapnin! What's happening? What's happening, dude? So I've officially made it to Bloodstock Festival in one piece. I haven't died yet. And my first guest of the weekend is, of course, the wonderful Mikey of Skindred. Am I your first one? First guest of the weekend. Well, I feel honoured. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, thank you for taking the time. I've just got here too, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like fairly virginal at this point. So you've got me in a... In a good thumbs up mood. Nice. Uh, well, that's that's what we want. That's what we want. I mean, yeah. How are you doing with everything lately? How's things? What's the uh, vibe like today? What's the vibe? I'm great. I'm I'm absolutely awesome. Yeah, we just rolled in. Um, excited to play. You know, we did um, we did the download pilot a few weeks, like about a month ago, a month or two ago, and that was kind of you know shaking off the cobwebs, and that was loads of fun, and it was really great to be part of that, and you know, obviously reading loads of stuff about 
Skindred should have been headlining it and stuff like that. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, quite quite an honor, really. So, yeah, we were really stoked to be back and doing, doing Bloodstock today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about because, you know, Skindred, you've, over the years, you've played literally everywhere. Like, the amount of times yeah. Benji has said, like, he doesn't care if he's playing Car the Farmer's Park or a bloody small venue in, like, the weirdest place in Poland, wherever. Like, when you when you look at it and you see those kind of comments of going that maybe you should be headlining maybe you should be like people see you as that bigger scale band this is just quite quite nice because you've you've always never really worried what state you're is you just you like going to a show you like performing it doesn't matter what the background is it's just you just want to be there yeah i mean on the one hand it's kind of nice you know for want of a better word it's nice to be invited <laughs> included part of it and you know even when like for example the download thing happened yeah. it was uh, like a case of thinking wow they've asked us to do it that's incredible and then you see all the you know there's British bands and then you see the lineup and then it's like yeah actually damn straight <laughs> like, yeah, like sure. you know who are you going to call so like you know it was, it was kind of like we were stoked to be there um, and you know the same goes for being at Bloodstock now is you know we're a we're a known entity at this festival. These, I feel like these are our people, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, really excited to play to, like, the, the rock crowd has always embraced us and the metal community has always embraced the band, even though we're a weird band here, you know? We're not, like, our name, our logo isn't, like, spiky and unreadable. <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. that, it's like, not spider font. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and that's totally cool. We're, we're a bit different, but I feel like, despite some comments online, they're like, what are those guys doing here? Like, for the most part, the vibe is very, like, inclusive and accepting and, you know, like us or hate us, people are going to be jumping up and down yeah. In a minute that's weird though you get so many polar opposites with stuff like that online do, do you ever like think how how can how can one crowd literally be telling you that you deserve a longer set and the other one questioning why you're there i don't really pay too much attention <laughs> to the negativity man like i'm just about the positive vibes you know like happy to be here stoked to be playing very grateful to be you know at a festival when the world's in such a crazy place you know like very very happy to be rolling in here on a tour bus today felt like what Ooh, is this nice yeah, yeah like all times literally yeah, yeah. yeah but do you ever treat any gigs differently for each other or is it literally as i said it's just a show is a show for you guys you always want to obviously you always want to bring 100 percent. you want everyone to have a good time you want win new fans over it if, if that opportunity presents itself but do you look at certain things like if you looked at downloads and bloodstock has different kind of sets mm. different energies like how, how do you go into things when you see so many like a different background at the game i think it's kind of like all in your mindset really like the amount of festivals we play in a summer we literally you know we'll play this this gig that we're doing today we'll do that like 40 50 times in a summer across europe and that's and we'll do that without even thinking about it like business as usual boom 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 and then you get back to the uk and there's something about being on uk soil where it's like oh these are our people like these are our, you know this is where we're from it feels like a little bit more special and a little bit more important even though we're doing exactly the same thing so i'd be lying if i said there wasn't a little bit of like nerves or like kind of you know like a bit of anxiety about oh what's it going to be like but it's mostly excitement more than anything you know we the reality is we don't put on any special airs or graces for any shows like that we're still doing the same thing up there for an hour it's just sometimes you psych yourself up a little bit before and you kind of like oh man this is this is important this is special this means something the reality is we just did the same thing yesterday in norway i think it's because like things like this like you know i know you i know loads of people backstage here and it's like you meet, you see your friends, you see your mates, and it's kind of builds into that 
oh this you know whereas you'll, you'll be in the middle of nowhere playing festival you don't know anyone it's just like the five or six of you and you're just like in the dressing room on your phones like going <laughs> oh when we on you know there's none of there's less of this it's yeah, like you it's know, just a routine then you're not seeing that this energy is like school and, union yeah and you get to play yeah. you know it's like it's an extra little bit of fun yeah especially over like the last two years everyone's had as well i'm sure it's just been great to get back on it and, and see people it was weird just getting together because oh, like i said downloads always a bit of a nervy one and bloodstock as well like because it's like it's home crowd it's important yeah, yeah. big uk festival but you know reality when you get when we got together and started rehearsing it was like no time had passed like i'm not you know i'm not gonna lie and say i'm the most i'm the, probably rustier than i was two years ago playing but it's all in there it's all in the in your head and in your hands and that it's not like i can't remember how to play this song it's just <laughs> your hands do it for you yeah. it's just it's not as fast as maybe it was you know 18 yeah. months ago when you were doing it every day yeah it's just a yeah. muscle memory in there yeah but, but it's it's so good to be back and so good to be playing and it, you know stoked for the crowd too i think you know the people need it you know they need the morale they need the like the positivity they need the boost of like having something to look forward to and get excited about and jump up and down for you know oh yeah oh definitely i you know i can pay testament to that i've been to uh been lucky to be invited to a couple of like open air gigs lately and this done my mental health so well mm. so no, it's nice to see people able to do that again but like speaking of those two years i'm sure you know skin dreads touring schedule is always busy especially over the summers you're playing all the festivals as you said you're traveling across europe and you've normally got a massive tour especially over here at the start of the year and at the end of the year so how was those two years off for you did it feel really alien or in some weird way was it quite nice to have an excuse to stop take a break and just kind of be home at first like when the country ground to a halt and then you know the world was growing to a halt like last march or whatever last year it was a bit scary because you know this is my income you know what i mean like fair enough like it's you know no one could no one wants to think like wow they're having their career kind of like put on ice but in reality like yeah like you say having the break has been really good i think I'm personally I'm really grateful for the time at home time to be with my daughter time to be like try, time to rest because like you said like we play uh, loads of festivals every summer <laughs> yeah. and I've been doing that for like 20 years you know yeah. and it's like I can't remember the last time I had a summer in the UK at home you know I lived down in Brighton and like being able to be on the beach like whenever I wanted when the sun, when the weather's good was like unheard of normally I'm like seeing people's pictures on social media of like having a fun time at the weekend and I'm like stuck in Ukraine airport you know like that's that's typically my summer um, which again like I love what we do uh, but I've been really grateful for the, for the break and you know we've been busy with stuff we've been writing I've um, I've got another I've got a business like a, a guitar effects pedal business that I'm like been really busy with I've um, been doing some writing with some other artists been been doing all kinds of stuff nice. so yeah really busy really what? really really busy can you tell us any of the artists you been writing with I or i can't at this point because it's like Ooh. super under wraps okay but, like, but yeah how does that process work though do they approach you are you kind of in some like is it like some management thing that offer your services yeah kind of like uh, my managers like put me in 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 the same room as a few people and done that kind of thing which has been great um but yeah that's uh, like a relatively recent thing um but keeping myself busy with like effects pedals redbeard effects is the name of the company if anyone wants to check it out it's it's, like been an amazing challenge that's sort of been growing over the last couple of years and 
yeah I've been doing some work with BIM as well who are like a music um, institution like a university been doing some stuff with them like I've been very busy nice and uh, yeah I, my week just seems to go <laughs> but and getting back to this has been like the jewel in the crown oh know? no of course but it's nice to see that you've had that kind of opportunity to explore other things take a break as well yeah. during this time but no, let's talk about the effects pedal business man like how did that start because obviously loads of people in this scene see you as, as a really high regard you as one of those guitarists who have a signature sound you mix things up obviously skin dread has got so many different inferences and different parts and whatever so like how did all that begin is it something you've wanted to do for a while yeah it's something i i've always been a massive um like gear nerd and always i never even dreamt to like putting my own thing together yeah. and someone sort of planted the seed in my mind about three or four years ago and sort of i was full of excuses as to like well that will never work because of xyz and then systematically they were like well that's not true that's not true that's not true and then i had no it was indefensible and i was like well literally what's stopping me and then uh, i met my business partner and it was just it was all very serendipitous and it all just happened and it's all just been like just i got mainlined into how to start a business in something i know very little about other than being a fan on like as an end user you know and then i've just learned so much in the past like three years and the company's doing really well and we sell stuff all over the world um yeah it's crazy really weird I, it's just mind-blowing like i'm learning more and more the older i get like i can have a really good crack at something that i'm into if i just believe in that first step of having a crack yeah versus like telling myself well it won't work because xyz <laughs> like that kind of talk is actual bs and mm. very self-limiting and actually if i'm into it and i and i can and i have a, and i just take that first step of having a go it'll work out like which has been really powerful and that goes for anything you know not just guitar effects that's like <laughs> that's like life like, that's no, like the biggest, sure. biggest life lesson and don't get me wrong like the last two years have been really up and down and really difficult the same it has been for anybody and everybody but um, I'm, I'm focusing on the really good stuff that's been going on for yeah. me and you know the stuff I'm putting out into the world so and you know Skindred as well like we've got loads of stuff about to come out we're working on a new record um and we've got a massive tour at the end of the year, yeah, which is, you know, just about to, that's just come out of nowhere. I was like, well, it's happening at the end of the year. It's yeah. happening at the end of the year. And then it's like, we're nearly at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. It's just what? unbelievable. It's August. That already. was obviously <laughs> last year and it got put back, it got, everything got put back a year. Like we're starting like in second week of September, I think. Yeah. And that is, and then we're doing like, we're playing until Halloween. So like two months solid being out and about playing like our headline shows, which yeah. is wild. Yeah. Um, in I, venues, in front yeah. of people. Crazy. Yeah. I can't wait. But I'm also like, what's it going to be like? <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Are you a bit worried about that? Or like, are you obviously just trying to think of the positives and to get back to that live crowd? I'm sure, Cause people, you see people walking around these festivals and everything and people buzzing for live music to come back. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just going to see, see how it goes, cross that bridge when you come to it yeah. to see how things develop you know I've I've, le I've really like the last couple of years of anything one of the biggest lessons I've learned is just sometimes you just got to take your hands off the wheel with life stuff and just like Jesus take the wheel kind of thing <laughs> like, like I, sometimes you feel like you're holding on so tight to like yeah. controlling elements and aspects of your life and the world and it's like things work out the way they're going to work out things are going to go the way they're going to go and you can spend a lot of time crushing yourself with stress and anxiety about like what how things are going to pan out and like the tour's going to happen when it's ready to happen i'm i'm really looking forward to it potentially getting in clubs next month and if it doesn't happen which i don't know that it won't then then that's for a reason you know like and it, we will figure it out as we go 
I'm double vaxxed. I'm an advocate for vaccination. Good, good. You know, and I, I like to think that all our, all our, our posse are, and I like to think that, you know, our fan base are a similar mindset. And I would like to think that there's some, some kind of, you know, some kind of system in place where people can come and see a gig without the yeah. stress and worry. Like, yeah. I know they've sorted that out here. It was the same at Download. I don't know how it's going to work for club shows. I'm not sure, but um, we'll d we're going to keep doing what's the right thing to do yeah. for our fans, for ourselves, you know, and for the, the, the country and for the community. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that tour now coming about. And as you said, I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned lately is kind of removing yourself from certain situations, not worrying too much. I mean, everything will sort itself out at the end. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So I spent a lot of time stressing in the past, you know, <laughs> like a lot of time and a lot of energy on things that which pan out one way or another. And sometimes things go to SH1T, you know, and that's that's okay too and you figure it out you know like it's so easy to spend a lot of time going oh my god and like where does it get you like it's gonna things are gonna happen the way they're gonna happen and I don't know I think that, you know like me speaking personally going into the pandemic last year I came out of a massive change in my personal life where my marriage ended and like I was, I was getting divorced and all this stuff so like, I had that going on and then boosh like COVID career on pause so I had like the proverbial SH1T sandwich going on and you know what I'm sat here life is good everything's cool and so you know it, it, you just I feel sometimes you have to like take a seat back step mm. back and just yeah well it's nice to see you in positive spirits and happy Absolutely, and excited man. and everything life is good man look where we are like the oh. sun is kind of shining yeah. it was supposed to rain this weekend and it's not it's not touch no, wood, no, touch I've, wood. I've, touch had, I've had the panic and I've bought a fucking bandana because I haven't got a hat or anything <laughs> and I will burn like a yeah like a yeah. peach um, yeah, so that's same. not good um, but no speaking of like the guitar pedals and stuff is it on some level like, even though you've been doing this for 20 odd years and everything when you think back to the kid who first picked up the guitar and yeah. you're studying other like famous guitarists and how well, they get that tone how well, they get that sound how well, they do that riff and now fast forward you producing stuff for other people wanted to do it on you and they can buy your signature sounds is that kind of just weird like to even process that it's, it's become that now it is kind of weird like none of the none of the stuff i'm really putting out products wise are totally geared towards any kind of signature yeah do the things I do because it's never really been I was coming up like when I was a guitar player learning to play there was no like one guitarist who was like I just want to be like that person I was inspired by all kinds of different people um, and I like to think that the kind of our uh, people who buy our pedals are like open-minded not rigid to like well, I only want to you know I'm, I want to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan that's it it's like well there are a million and one pedals and amps and stuff that do that and it, like the stuff I'm putting out there is more like kind of like a bit more versatile a bit more open a bit more a bit more like on the a bit more edgy and yeah being able to do that is absolutely wild like if someone had told me like when I was 15 if someone had told me you're going to play the guitar for a living I would have been like that's you know it's bullshit like, I don't I don't buy it and then you know step step forward five ten years it's a thing same like five years ago if someone said you're gonna start a successful guitar pedal company I would have been like oh no what like I wouldn't even know where to start and like here we are now and that's the thing and it's just yeah it's weird like the, the more things you apply yourself to that you go have some belief a little bit of belief that it will work out boosh things happen um, and so yeah it is a mind a total mind blower that that's the thing I, I never 
never would have known where to get started and then you know did a little bit of learning met the right people and boosh now it's a thing and I'm really excited about it it's my little baby I'm really yeah. happy about it I'm sure the journey itself is sometimes even the, the best bit of having everything come up and the excitement and then being able to show people what you've been working on yeah and I think yeah and I think it's really important to kind of like look back in a kind of in, from a from a context of progress and remind yourself of how far you've come and where you've come with stuff that goes for being in a band whatever you do in your life like just remind yourself because we can be so stuck in like bogged down in the in the pressures and difficulties of now and sometimes it's important to look back and go 18 months ago I was in this position and wow look, haven't things changed for the better now like look at where I'm at now with this it's incredible you know it's important to like just have rem- remind yourself like where you're at and how you how far you've come i think that's like it's good to give yourself a little little mini pat on the back every now and again you know like yeah. you're doing good man no you've got you've got to have that little reality check and yeah. just like you know you gotta be your biggest fan because if you're not well i was gonna say who else is but you've got plenty well, so no, t- no absolutely right that's my mindset man and like you know with you guys like yeah when you at one point you guys went we're gonna start a podcast mm. and there might have been a little bit of trepidation like mm. what's it gonna be like yeah. is anyone gonna care yeah. can we listen to it look you guys now like episodes in wicked guests every week like it's happening dude because you like you know you guys made the decision you think this is gonna work yeah. more power to you i love it cheers thank you yeah, yeah it's um yeah again that process is, is something else as well but yeah um, i won't keep you too long now but obviously since we're at a festival we've got to have some like kind of fun questions okay. so obviously now you've been away for a bit you've done or you mentioned you've done all these festivals and sometimes maybe especially in europe it can just kind of be a routine and then you come back what have you actually what's like the weirdest things about live events or just things like this that you've missed like in particular is there anything like just from the kind of feel or the smell or just fucking seeing people dressed up as the randomest outfits you can imagine like what what's the things you wouldn't have thought you would miss about the thing I never really thought about um is when you roll in into the site like in your vehicle and you get into the site is the, like early in the day a lot of the time is that first noise of someone checking a kick drum boom boom and that air moving for a massive festival site for a huge PA and the way it hits you in the chest that feeling of like doof 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 I'm like oh my god we're here and this is happening oh my god this is a thing and it's just that feeling never thought I'd miss that as much as I did that like is kind of we've arrived you know feel like all this noise in the background now it's like there's no substitute for that like just massive rumbling bass guitar and crushing guitars being like being sound checked it's like we're here yeah literally yeah Yeah, literally and you mentioned writing new music now and you're a process where you've you've released so much music and they're all different styles and i've mentioned different influences and you know people have used that kind of reggae metal to describe you guys because that's maybe the perfect way of trying to say the counterbalances of everything you do but like this far in now how do you look at new material is it just kind of something to enhance your live show again because that's i think that's maybe what you guys are known more for throughout the world is how good you can provide a live experience or is it still trying to like reach those some things personally that you haven't been able to do or try new things on records and stuff before because as i said you get to you get to you get to play with a lot of different sounds and manipulate them and 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 stuff with skin dread so how how do you see going into the studio again like what it's weird because we're because we're very lucky to be able to straddle lots of different worlds in what we do like we're playing this for example we're, we do Reading and Leeds we play like really alternative festivals around the world we don't just do like the metal 
crowd we, we play in front of lots of different types of people we're inspired by loads of different kinds of music and like that comes across in the records we make and the songs we play live so that's just a natural thing that happens as we go obviously you're inspired by like other artists who are around now or maybe like stuff that was around million years millions of years ago and is still inspiring um I mean, I think we're all really inspired by like mod, like modern production and modern bands and stuff. And we're all, all of us are trying to make our best record, you know. Yeah. Like, why would you go into the studio to try and just go through the motions? We still fight about music. We still disagree. <laughs> we so we haven't found the formula. We haven't found like, you know, just do this and do that and it'll be okay. It's I, I have to have some faith and belief that it'll all work itself out. But I, a lot of the time, I walk into a recording situation or you know a new record going I have no idea what this is going to be like I'm a bit trepidatious God knows what this is going to sound like but I have to have some faith that it's going to be skin and it's going to be alright you know um, there's always a want to write like the biggest song we've ever written um, I feel like we're you know as we're growing up and learning more about the world that there's more you know that we're we're becoming better songwriters we're becoming better like riff people you know I, I, I've always tried to up my game with that stuff as I go I don't like to rest on my laurels but it's hard to say like oh, I would be like obviously we're really well known for like the live thing but I would be lying if I said the skin dread didn't want to do its best album yeah. next time we're always trying to do yeah, that and you know like our last record big things is like uh, most successful UK album we've had in terms yeah. of sales you know we had um, a single off that went top 20 in the USA um, in active rock um, another single off that got A-listed on Planet Rock and a bunch of other rock stations another single got synced to a massive Sky um, Sky TV show um, yeah like I was well, you know, you can't really argue with anything. No, it's yeah, like now, nah, so now I'm like, right, how do I top that? Again, top that? Yeah. So it's like, I think it's really important to keep like, that was then. Looking forward, how do I smash that? Like, and am I honestly, is this thing that I'm playing now in my head, is that anywhere close to like smashing that? If not, then I want to move on to the next thing. And I don't want to, I, I don't know. I don't like to, I like to, I think it's important to keep pushing yourself and to not be like, I'm I'm amazing. Whatever I do will be great. I've never really believed that. I just think I, I'm I, like you were saying about being your own biggest fan. Like I'm my own biggest critic. Like <laughs> yeah, you gotta be that too. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think that's a healthy way of being. As long as you don't give into one or the other too much, I think yeah. you have. I think it life's just, like equal parts <laughs> self-love and oh, self-loathing. Yeah, it <laughs> spirals so much the other yeah. way. If wherever, yeah, if we lean into one of them, and try spiral. not to leak too hard into one side. And like you want to check for yourself, but also give yourself a good kick up the ass if you're not doing if you're not if you're not performing and delivering you know yeah. and so moving it going into the next record i'd like to think i want to try and top what we just lost did and i like to think that everyone would agree with that in yeah. our band you know no, no for sure no it's just interesting you say that because like have a band of your pedigree and back catalog now there's so many other bands you could say where they could just be like well that's it then we've got we've got the back catalog we got the hits people are gonna enjoy it we'll just do that forever but instead you're still challenging yourselves you're still trying to make the next hit to break into the set list trying to yeah exactly yeah. and that's the thing is like knowing like in the context of a record because we're still in the point where we make albums yeah maybe that's a mistake maybe Skindred <laughs> should go we just do like reduce a song every and now yeah. and every like yeah. three or four months maybe that would be the way to go I don't know but I'm still I'm, a, I'm old school man I still believe in a record and still believe in like you know album tracks and like the story of a record and the journey on a record and the context of a record and you know there's that and then there's also like you say well one of these one or two of these bad boys has to go in the set so it's got to be good enough to like knock one of the things we all love off and that you know that's on one hand that's a lot of pressure but then at the other on the other hand it's like well like you say we do know that we've still got an hour and ten minutes worth of 
tunes that we can already play so if we can just get one or two great songs on the next record then the rest of the tunes you can kind of maybe have a bit more fun with and be a bit more experimental but it's, it's a really hard thing like being true to yourself knowing what your crowd want get delivering that in an authentic and original but like familiar way yeah. that's really, it's really hard like eight albums in you know to continue to keep doing that and not kill each other in the process is a challenge <laughs> in itself and i'm looking forward to it and embracing the process every day well amazing well dude this has been so nice it's been really great to catch up with you and yeah. talk to you and everything but just before you go Oh God, it's going to be a busy time for you now. But is there anything else we can expect apart from pedals, touring, new music? I mean, what where else can we keep an eye out for? Uh, I mean, I think we've nailed most of it, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, skindred.net sorry, is where you can find all of our tour dates. Like, starting September, everything rolls through to like Halloween. Um, if you wanted to check uh, my stuff out, Redbeard Effects on Instagram or Facebook or any of that, like, please come and check out the guitar pedals that I'm now like flogging around the world <laughs> um, and yeah like new music from Skin Dread is coming nice. we're working on it and uh, yeah keep your ears and eyes peeled well they will they will thank you so much for the time man I can't wait for the set and hopefully we'll speak to you soon thanks bud Sapnin. Sapnin. Well, I can follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one was expecting this, but backstage at Bloodstock, I'm now joined by a vocalist, animal rights activist, and Aston Villa fan, Barney of Napalm Death. I'm much more than those things besides I'll have you now. Yeah, yeah. Very specific points, but yeah, well, point taken. The yeah. three things I don't yeah, think yeah. people normally put together. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I mean yeah. I thought I thought I'd bring them up. What would you like to be introduced as what would you like to be known as just a bloke from Birmingham just a bloke yeah, from yeah, Birmingham yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can read it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, how are you man Bloodstock Festival right, yeah. we're here sun's out it's looking like a nice day how are you yeah, feeling very nice yeah very 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 breezy and positive and you know all the rest of it so mm. yeah, yeah, yeah I live uh, well I say only live I'm only from about half an hour down the road yeah. so you know it's like home from home I suppose <laughs> easy, day yeah, easy yeah. day out yeah but how does it feel for you I mean, obviously everyone's been just in a world of their own for the last two years with everything going on and I'm sure just being back at an event like this is quite refreshing and exciting for you being able to see all these people to be honest together. it's hard if, more than yeah. anything just not used to it yeah, you know exactly. what I mean yeah. I mean I've gone from I've gone from being in places where everybody's still really cautious mm. and rightly so, you yeah. know, with masks yeah. and etc. To this, you know, it's just a bit mad, really. But you know, hey ho, and all the rest <laughs> of it. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just, I'm a bit nervous, you know, because I see we haven't played for all that mm. time. Bit of nervous energy, nervous about doing the right thing, you yeah. know, in terms of our, us playing and. But it should be all right. Yeah, you know. I saw you guys were actually managed to rehearse a couple of days ago for the first yeah, time. We've How done a few, yeah. done a few rehearsals. Yeah, it was fine. You know, it took me a, it took me a while to get my like my whole uh, singing system back up to speed. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's. It's all right. Nice. You know? yeah, yeah. Hopefully it'll work all right tonight. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm sure it will. But yeah. like, it's interesting because you guys are playing really late in terms of live performance and festivals. I think you're on that half 11 at night going into the early hours of the morning. Does any like any methods change for you with stuff like that? Or are you quite relishing to be that kind of last band on of the day? Oh, mate, we do. We do we're do. we quite accustomed to the graveyard <laughs> shift, I'll have you know. But uh, no, you know, it wouldn't change anything really. Um, in actuality, um, if you're playing 
that time of night when it's a little bit cooler mm. for us with the kind of with the sort of way we play with the speed factor and the intensity it's actually a lot easier you know yeah. in a lot of ways if, if you're playing I mean I know it's not that hot today but if you're playing in those really blazingly hot mm. sort of central European festivals at like 3-4 in the afternoon that can be rough <laughs> like, oh, like okay. no farm you know it's yeah. like that can be rough but this is it's actually a lot easier you know to yeah. play at that time yeah. Yeah. in a lot of respects well one thing I wanted to bring up and I know it's something that you've always liked to kind of mention to people over the years is that with Napalm Death obviously people from the outside see it as this kind of band who do play really heavy nasty metal in your face but when you dissect it really you're talking about love and just yeah. b- bigger than life moments and just like really important things is that something that when people do look outside that they just don't they don't get and you quite like the fact that they have to dive into it a little bit more I mean the thing is you got look at it like this not everybody in this world is informed about every art form mm. are they you know yeah. what I mean so realistically you can't expect people to know yeah and I get it you know I get why um, I get why people think that when they hear it purely mm. on the you know sort yeah. of listening level <laughs> I get it you know but that's for people to discover. You know, you can't you can't pull the strings of everything. You know, you can't sort of expect people to know everything yeah. about everything. It's just not the way life goes. Mm. You know, and you know we're not entitled as as a band, even though we express certain things. We're not entitled for people to know the yeah, in-depth yeah. of things. Of course not. You know what I mean? So yeah. you just have to rely on people discovering along the way. You know? mm-hmm. For over the years as well. I mean, you must be have some influences or. Just just in your personal life and like things that people would not expect like what kind of music does Barney from Napalm Death like that people would just be like what really you listen to this well I suppose one thing would be like all of us in Napalm we were always into like the 4AD label which is like Cocteau Twins mm. Deck and Dance all that kind of stuff so that's that's one thing uh, what else what else yeah a lot of indie pop music okay because Napalm was very sort of kind of closely associated with the like the indie pop mm. scene mm. back in the 90s and stuff um, and a lot of that was to do with like the the John Peel sort of uh, yeah. connection but also the fact that Shane especially our bass player was always into things like um um, bloody hell my mind's gone blank um, <laughs> yeah so Shane was yeah. always into like friendly and into all those bands and we loved you know things like the mission like the, mm. the early goth scene in some respects was quite influential on Napalm you know and um, so yeah we just had a lot of a lot of sort of connections I suppose mm. for want of a better word outside of the standard scene you yeah. know so yeah. Napalm till today you know we're, we're very lucky we, we straddle a lot of different sort of musical scenes so we could play a metal festival we could play punk festival we could play like an alternative music festival we, we played raves before yeah. you know what I mean so we'll you know we don't care yeah. it's like we don't feel we don't want to be pigeonholed you know we want to be able to branch out a little bit you know yeah but well, that's the best way to be and you open yeah. up to so many different audiences see how people incorporate the music from different sides as well yeah I don't want you know I don't want to be one of them people that sneers at other people yeah. because they don't like the same thing who cares <laughs> you know and actually 
I'm, I'm pretty sure that most people at this festival today would also be hmm. that yeah. that way minded. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, my last gig before this, um, I went to see McFly last week. Yeah. So you know, a bit a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah. And everything. But what have you been doing over like the last two years? Like, how have you been able to cope with with COVID and everything? Have you just been busy behind the scenes writing, or have you just well, we we, 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 we put an album out like September yeah. last year, yeah. so. So, where a lot of people were saying, oh, no, 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 you know, don't release albums now, we were just like, you know, we've, we've made this album, we're not going to yeah. sit on it, you yeah. know, it's of its time, it's now, we're going to mm. put it out. So, that's what we did. Yeah. So, we put that out, and then we just we just kind of lived our lives separately, to be honest with you, mm. and like tried to keep on the level, you know, and, um, and that was that, you know, we kind of sat it out. Not much else to say, really, you know. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's fair enough, fair enough. Uh, same as, I'm <laughs> sure that's identical to most Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how everyone's taking it. You know, some people have kind of said it's a blessing in disguise in some way because they've had the break and maybe they wouldn't yeah, have before. Yeah, I'm sure a lot, especially people in certain situations, mm. I'm sure that, you know, yeah. it's uh, took a lot of the heat out of, you know, <laughs> some people's lives. Yeah, you know. a lot of pressure off of it. Yeah. But one thing we do like to mention on this podcast quite regularly is hearing from artists kind of moments so they can't believe they've been able to have or experience so far so in terms of stuff like you know, throughout the years have you been able to meet anyone any of your heroes that you look back and being like I can't believe we're, uh, here's we're the thing man I'm not a heroes kind of okay. person you know there's definitely bands and artists and actors and that I've really really uh, you know sort of um, appreciated down the years but I'm not a hero I've never yeah. put people on a, a pedestal, pedestal. Because I just think, I just think that whole thing of creating elite beings mm. just goes. I know it might. I know that might sound a little bit intense to a lot of people, maybe. Yeah. But but right. I just don't. I've never done it. I don't put people on yeah. pedestals so yeah. I, because I don't want to be put on one myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So that's, yeah. that's my thing. You know, I just don't have. I don't have people that are hero worship or idolise or hero worship. Mm. I just don't. Yeah, well, you know, we're all we're all human at the end of the day. We're yeah. all in the same place. Yeah, so exactly, I get, I get that to a certain degree. But is there like anyone or like any moments that you've like experienced and you've just had to maybe sit back a second, take it in, and be like, "Wow, I can't believe we've just done that," or like something you look back on and think that's completely crazy. I think me seeing. I think me seeing Motorhead in the prime yeah. you know there's a three piece yeah that for me was special man you know what i mean it was formative in in many ways in my mm. life you know um arguably the first extreme band you know yeah. and uh, it was special to me you know and if anybody i could have idolized lemon mm. but in as in as much as i appreciated for what he for what that three piece band did I would never idolise them. I would never put them on a pedestal. It's just not my way, you know. Yeah. So, okay. But is there anyone you've kind of seen over the years enjoy Napalm Death and thought, "Oh, I wouldn't have thought it would have crossed over to them." Yeah, there has been a few people. I mean, notable people, I suppose. Like, like the Faith No More guys. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was yeah. like really big Napalm fans, and. Um, like Vic Reeves like back in the day you know Vic Reeves was like a big Napalm fan for some bizarre reason and uh, yeah you know you'll get people come out sometimes you know and yeah, yeah. it's just running but 
Does it phase me? No. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no for sure. You know. I just, I think it's, it's, it's nice for some people to hear kind of what their hero, their heroes hear in those, having those moments of themselves yeah, and stuff. So, yeah. but no, I appreciate. Yeah, all I hate that. to be boring, you no, know. For no, of course not. No, yeah. I just, I, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't place too much stock in those kind of yeah, things. No, you know? of course, of course, you yeah. Know? But with all that as well, I mean, is there anything we can expect going forward with the band now? I mean, obviously you put out a record last year, but it, what's the, what's the plans at the moment? Just see how things go. Have you yeah, got? Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I think I think sort of extended touring within mm. Europe over the next year is going to before next year is going to be unlikely. Yeah, I would suggest because I think that. Borders are still going to get closed. Clubs, you know, it's going yeah. to be up and down like yeah. that. I think it's next year. We do have a tour in the States, actually, oh. with uh, Gua and I Hate God. Whether that happens or not, 50-50 at this point, but it might happen, it might not. So okay. we shall see, you know. Okay, and, and last question before you go. Um, what do you reckon of Villa's chances this season? Oh, now you're asking. Now you put me on board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've... Uh, some good business we've you made some good signings well we've got rid of a very expensive player which is disappointing for about mm. a day but then reality bites and you know we've bought four or five really <laughs> fucking good players actually <laughs> yeah. so I'm quite satisfied nice uh, we'll see we shall see you know I'm not I'm never overconfident but I'm never too pessimistic either you know so <laughs> well, that's, that's the life of a football fan yeah. but well, thank you so much Brian for taking the time yeah, this has been course, great when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Forward to the set. Sure. Cheers, man. Thanks. Thank you. Awesome. Love and peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Satman, Satman, how you doing? <laughs> good man, how are you? We're yes, good. Surviving man. <laughs> surviving, yeah. we're buzzing now. First set in almost two years, man. We're yeah. fucking hyped. Yeah. Fucking hyped, man. Well, obviously I'm backstage now with Megan and Jay of Vexed. Um, how was the set? It was beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. The crowd were fucking perfect. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's always a bit like nerve-wracking when you like play a new place or a bigger stage and you don't know if the crowd are gonna like you or if they're gonna like wanna get involved, but like this crowd just did fucking yeah, everything they, we asked. They were up for it, mate. It was they amazing. Was it, yeah. I was like, can you all just sit down on the floor? And they all fucking they sat down. down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, that was the easiest thing I've ever had to ask. Oh, wow, yeah. It but but like, it must, like, a gig like this must feel so great for you guys because mm. especially like so much has changed yeah. Yeah, since the last time you played mm. the show. I know there's a lot of personal things and whatnot, but you've released your debut album. Yeah. The band has grown substantially. Yeah. So like, when you get backstage here and you're thinking, oh shit, we're playing a show. Like, does it just feel like a whirlwind of emotions again? It's, yeah. um, it's weird. when you're playing like consistently, you don't your nerves sort of go away, they yeah. sort of die every show. But since it's been so long, mate, I was, sh- I was shitting it honestly because <laughs> it's been so long. We're playing songs that we've never done live before. Mm. Um, the stakes are a little bit higher, yeah. So, um, yeah, we were, um, it was emotional, yeah. yeah, it was emotional. I was saying, I'm trying really hard either not to cry or yeah. shit myself, but like, yeah, so. even walking out on stage, man, it hit me in the chest, man, yeah. It felt so good, <laughs> literally. It was emotional, but it was like it made like that whole time just worthwhile. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Especially when you have something like special like that and, yeah. and stuff. So, if you're just being a bloodsucker today, or if you're being being able to check out a few things as well, you've or? been here all week. I got it Thursday. Ooh, yeah, I've had a brilliant time. Yeah. He's got a, a big time. headache. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got here yesterday, so I'm, okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, all right fair. But yeah, uh, I, I wanted to see Malevolence. That's who I wanted mm, to see most, but I missed really them. Good. I was so yeah. fucking good. Um, but yeah, apart from that, just sort of been wandering around, checking everybody out, nice. and bobs. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, this whole kind of a festival like Bloodstock has such a wonderful community of people especially in that kind of heavy genre trying yeah. to bring people together and being so welcoming at the same time I mean that's kind of a reflection on what you guys are all about I mean yeah. heavy music is something that you really have all gotten into since a, a young age is it just great sometimes to celebrate that and things yeah. like this yeah definitely it's weird because we're so um, aggressive on stage <laughs> like we, we just look so fucked off on stage but yeah. we love to like we love to mingle in that man yeah. we love to meet people and just chat and, and, and we're 
we're that. just a bunch of twats. Oh yeah, we're dickheads, mate. <laughs> yeah. We're dickheads. Honestly. <laughs> we're up for a laugh. Yeah, don't be fooled on stage. We're actually no. fucking cretins, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people think just like, oh, God, their music is angry. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they're a bit standoffish and stuff. Mm. Sometimes they're the nicest people. Yeah, well, that's like, the thing. I think like when you lack something in your normal life, as in like <laughs> none of us really talk about like beating people up and no. like being really angry in normal life. We're actually really chilled out people. Oh, what are you doing? I know. We get all our anger out on stage. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. after yeah. that, we just have like not one percent of anger in our bodies. Yeah, we feel great. <laughs> so like, how are you doing, mate? You're right. Yeah. 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 yeah, I suppose it's kind of like its own version of therapy, really. Exactly. Just oh yeah, like, yeah. 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. But with things, I mean, you've just released your debut album not so yes. long ago. I mean, I've seen so many amazing reviews online. People seem to be really, really loving it. Crazy. How does it feel now, getting past that point? Because obviously, the build-up to a debut mm. album is so much pressure. I'm sure you're kind of overthinking everything now. Yeah. Out. You've had a little bit of time to reflect on it. How are you feeling about it? It's a weird. I think I speak for all of us when I say it, it's still not 100% sunk in. No. <laughs> it's, it just feels so weird to have it out because we were we were clutching onto it for so long, yeah. waiting for people to hear it. Yeah. So to have it out, it, it feels it's weird, man. It's a relief, really weird. but at the same time, we kind of almost feel as if we haven't quite finished it yet because oh, yeah. like I've yeah. said it a million and one times but we, we experienced the relief release from just being at home yeah. and like reading reviews and like not actually getting out and touring it so we would love to have toured it man yeah mm. today is like the first day we've actually got to experience what yeah. it's been like so yeah, it was yeah. amazing yeah. but I'm sure you guys have got plenty of plans for shows now all lined up oh, right yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what we want to do now get in the van and not come home yeah well what's one thing you've missed about that kind of experience of getting in the van together and playing like the randomest venues it is the best feeling yeah like I think like for me what it is is that we genuinely are all like including our engineers and photographers like best mates yeah. mm. so it's like going on a lad's holiday it's but I'm holiday. the only girl yeah. it's literally <laughs> yeah. a holiday and it's just it's we just don't ever stop laughing and smiling yeah. it's, it's just hilarious it's never felt like work yeah, yeah. So exciting, leaving for tour. First day of tour is the best way, yeah. Literally, and the, the, the drive to wherever it like, we'd be in the van for like the van is the best like, bit. We're in the van for like 22 hours, gone to Switzerland. I had a fucking great wow. time, mate. It was brilliant. <laughs> I had a great time. Do you say that? There's many bands who just go, nah, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's because we always get on so well. Yeah, you, you can't be bored. There really is like romance next level. Like, we all absolutely adore each other, so oh. it's great. No, that's fantastic to hear. That's fantastic yeah. to hear. But since we're at Bloodstock, I've got to ask this, right? It's my first time being here. Um, I've wa walked around. I've had a double take of a lot of things. It's just, yeah. you know, the odd, the odd things I've seen or people dressed as, yeah. as and, and whatnot. Anything like that um, catch your attention this weekend? Anything you're a bit like, oh, that's interesting? Um, I mean, I think I kind of, I've seen it all before. <laughs> I think we're kind of probably the people that are looking at us being like, oh, well, that's interesting because we're the ones walking around in tracksuits. No, but, well, I don't know. You, you say that, I literally saw a couple earlier dressed as R2D2 and Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> so, I see a bloke that had a t-shirt saying, Jesus is a cunt and a bloke stood next to him had a t-shirt saying he's probably an alright bloke <laughs> yeah. oh they planned that wow fair well what else can we expect now from you guys um, coming up I'm, I'm sure there's plenty shows, of plans man. Yeah. 
Yeah, to shows. shows. Yeah. New music is uh, imminent. It won't be long. I'm yeah. sure. We're keen to write. We're keen to get stuck in and release stuff again. Yeah. But for now, we just want to fucking play, man. We just yeah. want to okay. play yeah. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, what? How would you kind of describe you as a band if no one's ever checked you out before? Like, what? How? How? What's your selling point? I think it's a cathartic release. Yeah. Like, especially over the last couple of years that we've had, like you've got all that pent up emotion and anger, and the best place to release it in a healthy way is getting in a vex pit. Yeah. No. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's so. a safe place. It's a loving place, mm. but you might get a swing yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. We're all that's what yeah. that's what we all expect. That's what we expect. Yeah. Well, you, you'll lose your jaw, but you'll feel great. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you very much. Hopefully, I'll catch you guys soon. Yes. Yeah, for real. Thank you Cheers. So much. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Sweet. Nice one. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Hey. <laughs> just like, you know, just in case we catch you out, just in case. Uh, and now backstage at Bloodstock by the wonderful Therapy. How are you guys? Oh, we're good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Enjoying the weekend so far? Yeah, we got here about 45 minutes ago. Yeah. It seems all go, yeah. Yeah, our weekend's just starting. You know, we're, we're fresh <laughs> and, and ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, if Sean was here, he would have made us pronounce it Therapy because mm. of the question mark. Mm. I'm sure you've had loads of jokes and stuff with that over the years. Does it get old? Yeah, um, it, to be honest now, it just kind of tunes out because <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think, but it's, it's especially, I mean, we've we've gone to basically, I think we've been to nearly every country in the world now on tour, yeah. and the first time we go somewhere, that's normally the first question okay. that's asked, yeah. Yeah, no, I can imagine, I can imagine. Well, the big thing surrounding you guys at the moment is obviously you've been celebrating over 30 years together as a band now, looking back at all your amazing accomplishments, really, the inside stories about everything. When looking back, on it now and being able to revisit a lot of that is there any like moments that have sticked out or like really thrown you off to think oh wow i can't believe like there's a bit you've never thought about is there like what what's been different about looking back over those last three decades well it it was um really good obviously with all the 30th anniversary stuff you know we we went and re-recorded some of the well the UK hits and stuff like that and we did the book with Simon yeah um, and the book I, I was great you know because Simon took it year by year very methodical and um, uh, quite a few things at the time you just because you're in the middle of it all you're kind of it's forward motion there's not really a lot of time to stop and you know tech stock you know and it was it was interesting going through the things like that because some things that I felt had kind of wound me up at the time. I realised they didn't really wind me up anymore. And then there's a couple of things that had happened that I thought, oh man, I should have just kicked up a stink about that. You know, just certain <laughs> things that you kind of let fly and stuff. But I think that's just the nature of, of being in a band for the period like that. But no, no there's no real big moments. You know, there's obviously um, certain things. That, you know, the first time we played Headline the Ulster Hall in Belfast, um, first time in Top of the Pops, first time to go into North America and um, stuff like that. But I think it's just the whole, the whole general thirty years of it is kind of the, is is the point of it. Yeah. You know, there's not like one big peak and that's the focus for everything. You know, it was kind of the whole thing, good and bad. You yeah. know, is is all part of it. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm sure. But especially like these last two years, eighteen months with everything going on, I believe like this is the first time you guys have been really being away from each other for that long and not being able to go on the road, make music and everything. So, what what have you been up to in that time? Has it been quite nice in some way to to have time off or? The, the first, I think maybe six months were really good because mm. it's 
in 30 years we've never ever had this length of time off you know we've never ever had more than six to two two months gap between a show yeah. and even then it's only been because maybe a band member's broken an arm or because <laughs> we're writing an album yeah that's but we've so that was insane but i actually enjoyed it i kind of quite enjoyed it. I, I live in a little village out in the middle of nowhere in cambridge and i enjoyed the kind of charlton heston and the omega man aspect of it you know the day after tomorrow i kind of enjoyed 28 days later whatever it is i like getting on the morning there being no other fucker about i like that <laughs> uh and that helped write music and we start we've been writing lots of music thing after that i realized then this has kind of got to the point where it's in it's impinging on my livelihood and yeah i need communication with the other guys yeah, and for sure well you know we were, i mean we were always in touch every other day mm. and we, we were touched by zoom phone calls uh, lots of texts but yeah i think now it's come at just the right time that i think we're just ready for it yeah yeah, yeah. and it's I, i'm caught up in all my gardening projects you know <laughs> i always oh, that was always my excuse not the garden every ah, summer i'll go all these festivals i'm away all summer we can't do that and i had no excuse last summer and i had to face down all those projects that oh, were wow. humping me so that the garden's in pretty good shape at the minute well, so we've got to ask what projects have you done have you been planting stuff if you go well off? there was there was fencing involved Ooh. there was a new shed i'm very pleased with my wow. new shed the old shed's getting phased <laughs> out and you know, just just general you know the stuff that it's easy to put in the back yeah. burner yeah, you know because yeah. you, you know, never get around to it 30 kind of years of never having really mm. every weekend you know we were away what yeah. was funny before we came away is actually michael's said I've bought a hedge trimmer and Neil our drummer replied went actually I bought one last week and I went I've just been back from home base where me and my wife got one for the hedge so within two weeks all three of us have bought hedge trimmers that's how rock and roll we are oh, that, that sounds, oh, you so could. if you hear of a therapy bizarre gardening accident you'll know <laughs> yeah. hedge, hedge trimmer related oh well that's the name of the new record hedge trimmers yeah, it's gotta be yeah. it's gotta be guys oh. but what, how, how has that writing process gone so far is it just ideas have you got like no, a foundation the, the album's yeah? written yeah we're, we're getting into um the studio in October oh, nice. to do it to record it because this is our last show of the year and because there was no point doing any shows and rushing them out when everybody's trying to get on the mm. road now that uh, things are lifting a little bit so our entire years well we've got seven months worth of work which has now been transferred from next January until the end of the summer then the, the record that we record in October will come out next October and we'll go on to tour again to record that so we will get a full year's worth of work out of that so yeah we go in in October we the album's written it sounded really really good we'll we'll probably have maybe two more rehearsals before that just to make sure we know the material inside out and then it's just a matter of getting it recorded really well and getting it really well mixed yeah oh well okay yeah and I'm sure like especially looking back at the last few years with albums you've always had maybe like a two three year gap yeah so it's kind of worked out quite well in, in a way to, to process that as well yeah it, it it worked worked really well you know and it's you know there's no real hard and fast you know rules of how we like to do things I think we're quite adamant that we will not you know this stage and we will not put an album for the sake of putting out an album mm. if it takes us a year two years five years whatever you know until the album's right you know we're quite i suppose selfish like that and i think we maybe learned that in the past where there's been you know you're getting pressure saying oh we you know there's a tour booked yeah the album needs to get done yeah and you know you learn by your mistakes and think you know we should have just said no cancelled the tour and worked on the songs a little bit yeah. longer but you only know that from making that error yeah. so um we're quite 
you know, we, we do it when it's right. You know, we have obviously, as Andy said, the, the 30th anniversary stuff, which was meant to happen last year, has now all been punted into 2022. <laughs> so we feel quite strongly that we should honour that first because a lot of those shows had sold out. You know, it was cancelled, well, not cancelled, postponed maybe three weeks in advance. So I think there's a lot of people deserve to get the 30th anniversary party two years late but you know <laughs> it's going to be yeah. two years better uh, it's fine I think everyone's been doing that I've seen loads of bands celebrating 15th anniversary of records and they're calling it like the 17th yeah. year anniversary <laughs> and all that now so I, I go with it let's have random number anniversaries from now on why not um, but let's talk about the book a little bit as well because um, Simon's being on the podcast before talking all about it and really went into in depth on his side of kind of researching and doing interviews with you all to try and kind of get the feeling of what happened year by year. I mean, when it was released and having it like in your hand and going through it again, did you just feel like that was a perfect representation of the last 30 years and Simon being the obvious choice of someone who's been there for so long supporting you guys? Well, I'm glad that you had Simon on the show because we have had so many people approach us about writing a book over the years. And the publishing, publishing industry is a weird one because we had, first of all, we had a, a, a big writer want to approach us about doing the book, and then a bigger project came in, so we abandoned it. And then there was two mooted projects, but we were going to have to invest in the book and put some money in it ourselves. Mm. And then Simon, who we've known for years, who was a big therapy fan and used to come to our shows, obviously was the editor crying in the past. Yeah. Simon turned up and basically went, I'll do the book, and by the way, I've had a word with a few publishers who can also get it published worldwide. If that's what we want, um, and we just thought, well, that's the easiest thing to do, and we didn't have to pay any money, and he did a really good job on it. And yeah. We could be ourselves with Simon because we know him, and we, you know, he can also he, he can be himself with us, which is important. He doesn't have to dance around us or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah, no, sure. Yeah, I've I've got a physical copy, and it's brilliant to just have that in your hand and then go through it and have those pictures and words and everything yeah. there. Yeah, it's good. You know, I think we. We're, we're all big fans of, well, we're big readers, but we all like like music biographies and all yeah. biographies and stuff. And I think we had a pretty good benchmark of what we wanted to be. And Simon seemed to be on the on the same page. And I think he's quite um, like Andy said, we were at ease with him to be very candid in a lot of ways. Mm. But then we wanted it to treat the band's history with respect as well, yeah. you know, because a lot of people have, you know, um, very fond memories of certain albums and certain things that we, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be petty about stuff, you know. Yeah, you have to kind of sometimes take the, the higher ground when it comes to some rancid business dealings. You know, you don't want to be that bitter man ranting about they stole my money. But um, every band's been through these kind of yeah, things, of and course. I think um, Simon got a really good balance with the book, and I, I think it's. You know, obviously, it's, it is weird to read a book about yourself and yeah. stuff you've been through yeah. because your take on it is maybe different to a lot of other people's take on it and also to the reader. Um, but, yeah, I think it's he did a brilliant job. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, fantastic. Well done, Sai. Well done. Um, and I saw him tweet that it's being re-released in French. Now, is that is that true? Yeah. yeah well, French translation wow. of it coming out, which is really cool. I've... I've <laughs> um, it makes sense because we're, 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 uh, we were really popular in France in the 90s. Mm. We're very popular still in Belgium and we were popular in Canada as well, which is having. Uh, and there's been talk about other versions of it coming out. But you know, it's with, with people from New Zealand, Australia, 
and North America buy it as well. And yeah. I think we were really surprised because the first run of it sold out. You know, we thought maybe it would sell a few thousand copies to a hardcore fan base in the UK. Yeah. But that sold out really quickly, and that was good because it looks well then to the publisher's job mm. box. They see that they're dealing with somebody with a, a fan base that reaches just outside of UK and Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. And obviously at Bloodsock, now you said this is going to be your last show mm. uh, of the year. How are you feeling about it? You've played a few other festivals on the run-up to this. Has it just been nice getting back on stage? Yeah, we, we just did Steel House. That was yeah. the only festival, and it was lovely. And we were on about the same time in the afternoon. Uh, and I think with this one... It's a, it's a lot bigger, it's a lot wet, better known. Hmm. Um, our drummer is from Derby, just down the road. Okay. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm not I'm not overthinking it because I just want to get up there and play for 45 minutes. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. And with all that now, is there anything else we can expect from you guys going forward? Obviously, you're know, going to be in the studio now and touring next year, but any, any other that's, little things? That's pretty much it. There's yeah. no, you know, there's no big revelations or anything like that. It's kind of, we're just back to be we're just glad to be back you know and, and getting things moving forward as Andy said we had a lot of projects in the pipeline yeah. which obviously came through you know 2020 and stuff 30th anniversary stuff I'm just looking forward to you know it, it's a, such a lovely position to be in you know we've got a load of new material which we're going to do and then we also get to do the 30th anniversary as well so it's it's really nice you know mm. there's a lot of stuff there there's a lot of um, I suppose energy refocusing on the band and I think everyone's really up for it so yeah and bring it on let's yeah. do it yeah well I'm looking forward to everything but um, yeah congratulations on the last 30 years guys it's been out of the story and uh, thanks for taking the time our pleasure thanks for having us on awesome. my pleasure cheers What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> so here we are now on the last day, Sunday at Bloodstock Festival, and I'm joined by the wonderful booker and director, Vicky. How are you doing? I am tired. <laughs> Whoever thought of this extra day, yeah. which wasn't me, but it, I mean, it was great. It's a great idea, but I am knackered. Yeah. But full of happiness. I can imagine. Well, five whole days of live music at Bloodstock. I mean, I know you're tired, I know it's been long, but there must be so much of you that is so proud that you've been able to pull this off now and yes. be back in the field experiencing all of this. It feels humbling, a bit surreal, yeah. because we still can't believe it's happened, mm. because it was so close to the bone. Yeah. Um, grateful that it's happened, because there's a lot of events that didn't. Um, and just the fact that we've also had this amazing weather. Mm. I feel like we've just some somebody's listened to the fact we've got a festival and weather. You don't get both. Yeah, exactly. No, it's either lashing down with rain and muddy, or it's very, very sunny. So yes. I'm glad it's the latter. But I mean, how have these last kind of two years been for you? Because I'm sure with everything being down and bloodstock not being able to happen last year, there was a lot of kind of maybe sadness and turmoil and trying to build everything for this year. And then when it came so close, don't we, will it will not? You've been able to put it off and see so many fans. Has it just been wonderful to see the community embrace it even more? holding on to their tickets and wanting to really do as much as they can for the festival. Yeah, I mean, I think it shows that the metal community is huge. Yeah. Uh, this has been, on, on many levels, for all of us, not just me, so I suppose I'll speak for everybody, mm. it's been a horrible two years. I'm not good with uncertainty, and we've all had uncertainty in our work and personal life, yeah. probably, and, you know, not knowing if we've had an event or not has been horrible. Um, and I think we've just mulled through it. I've tried to take it day by day, week by week. 
and not think too far ahead on anything <laughs> and also not look at the news because yeah. I don't think I think the news <laughs> perpetuates yeah. and terrifies people um, and I sort of look at it now that 12 months ago I remember being sat in a field sat in this field crying because I thought it was a very good idea to maybe come down to the site on the day the festival should have happened. Wow. I know, worst idea ever. <laughs> yeah. I was just in tears. Can imagine. I was like snotty and my husband was like, oh. we need to leave, you look terrible. Yeah. Um, and I laugh at it now. <laughs> Never do that. No. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm just grateful. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm tired, but for all the right reasons, it's mm. been a horrible 12 months. Yeah. And I, I look now that the music industry is starting to return. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's wonderful to see. But like, just for an insight to people, obviously, you know, you guys and the team work so much behind the scenes leading up to the event. But the work doesn't stop there. You've been running around. There's been countless things I know from bands having to pull out last minute due to yeah. COVID and everything like that. But just what 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 do you do a day to day on site? Running around. So from my perspective, when I'm here at the festival, I'm the band booker. So my job is to make sure all the bands, the agents, the managers are happy. I spend a lot of time talking to fans because you know these people are spending their hard-earned money with us to have as good time as possible so I want to gauge from the fans what they like and don't like what they want to see more of you know so I'm I suppose I'm a bit more of the social bunny over the weekend make sure I'm doing interviews so people I can get my point across (laughs) yeah of course um, and make sure the bands are happy because happy bands means they'll go and come back again So it, it's manic. We've all got our different little job roles at the festival. You know, all of the family do different things and we all sort of stay in our lane. But when it comes to the weekend of the festival, everyone's doing everything. I mean, Adam, one of my directors yesterday, was towing a car that had broken down on the opening day of the festival. Oh, wow. Because it was blocking the A38. <laughs> so he actually took his truck uh, oh. rather than waiting for the rescue truck to yeah, come yeah. out and he moved it off because it was it was blocking fans from getting into the festival and it helped the person get off the road. <laughs> we'll do whatever's needed. You've got, yeah, literally <laughs> taken it into your own hands. Absolutely, yeah. Make sure Absolutely. things happen. Oh, that's incredible. But no, this is my first ever time at Bloodstock. You know, I've, oh. I've never been before. Um, and just going out on the site straight away, like one of the things I noticed was how much of like metal families seem yeah, to be here. Are. Like I know people who are in their late 20s and stuff who are there with their dads and whatnot yep. and then the mothers and but i've also seen a lot of children um like coming here and i saw a kid yesterday couldn't have been older than five in pure cradle of filth makeup that must yeah. be like a nice thing to see that bloodstock is really open to anyone we 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 literally i suppose have one of the most family friendly it sounds such a cliche it really yeah, does yeah. But, but it is yeah you know people have brought their kids since day dot and we've got people that bring babies little toddlers mm. and we love to see it because a it's parenting done right you know <laughs> if you're going to start your kids listening to anything you're going to start them listening to metal yeah um but the it, it makes me feel good and the family feel good because they they feel safe enough that this event is safe enough to bring their kids to mm. it, which it is yeah um and it, it is a real family feel it's friendly that it's got a good vibe there's no them and us because that's never how the festival's been yeah what's been your favorite moment of the weekend so far oh i suppose it was our 20th anniversary Mm. and we didn't realize that devin had got a little video he made for us that he brought us on stage on the friday night sung happy birthday to us which we didn't know was going to (laughs) happen and then presented us with a bloodstock birthday cake oh wow so yeah that that so far 
has been my but all, I mean there's so many yeah I you know you've got all, you can imagine what we see and hear and mm. get to you know experience I have a lot of good memories good that's the, that's the most important thing making these memories yes. and stuff while you can we haven't, we haven't been able to make any yeah. in, the, in the music world for the last 12 months <laughs> yeah literally so and I sometimes pull on if I'm having a bad day I would normally pull on oh but that happened at the festival yeah. and this is great we haven't had that recent memory to do that to so we have now yeah we're gonna go make up for it go make Absol- up for lost time yeah <laughs> well one thing I loved as well um, is the fact that on Friday after Skin Dread played we're awesome the probably the best festival band out there um, members of your team went out and already announced acts for next year's lineup which I thought was such a nice touch and you got to see the live reaction yeah. to everyone from a crowd yeah. and as soon as Lamb of God came up yeah. I saw people crying yeah. doing backflips literally it was like if I thought I was watching like a surprise wrestler coming yeah, out yeah it was yeah. I mean I re- we really wanted as a festival to say look we'll A we're on this year we'll make it as big as possible yeah. but imagine if we can do a band announcement mm. live on the screens with at least 20 bands including two headliners mm. so I've worked my arse off to ensure that we had as many bands confirmed as we could so we've got an announcement ready we put this lovely trailer together with a snippet of each band yeah. and I stood on front of house watching the announcement right, okay. and I filmed it yeah. and I loved seeing the reactions <laughs> I saw people screaming and crying and hugging each other and, and it, honestly I was in tears because that's all we want to see you know people are so happy with next year already um, all we look for it's such a cliche we just want we, we, you, you stand on stage and you look down and you see that many people having fun how can that not be something you want? No, of course. To experience. Yeah, yeah. And you know. sure, sure it's nice as well to be able to give them that kind of sneak peek and say, look, you don't have to wait yeah. another eight months to find out who's playing. Here yeah. it is. We, we want it so that you know as quickly as possible. I've always had this thing. As soon as I confirm bands, I get them out, announced. Yeah. I don't hold back on anything because they want to know. Fans want to know. Yeah, that it, before they're spending, you know, £150, who, who am I spending it on? Yeah. So now you've got a good gauge of at least 20 bands yeah. for next year. Yeah. Is there anything for people who maybe haven't been to Bloodstock before or maybe from the outside look at it and think, or maybe it's a little bit too heavy for me that you would like maybe say to them to think, well, mate, you know, there's, there's other things here and it's more about the atmosphere and the community sometimes. Yes. I mean, I would say it isn't as heavy as people think. I mean, we've had Europe play the yeah. festival. We've had Alice Cooper. We have a lot of rock bands. We had Mr. Big play <laughs> you know we've had so singing on stage with ballads it's more the experience you know we've got like four stages so there's so much for you to see and I've got a lot of people that attend that are actually not necessarily into metal they want the experience and there's so much to check out so you might not be a metal fan and we don't just book a particular genre of metal we book everything because I'm not big on the whole genre thing I think there's far too many genres that people are like can we have a pirate black metal band and I'm like if one what exists is that? Like, yeah, yeah exactly what is you want literally I think the fans make these genres up to throw us <laughs> because some of them I'm like that is not a thing hmm. um, so yeah you know it's it's a cliche I sound like I'm coming out with some real cliches but it's true no no I can totally understand and obviously tonight is you know you're gonna end there off of Judas Priest celebrating 50 years as a band playing I mean that's gotta feel like a nice touch as well being able to have a band of that like a magnitude yeah. celebrate something and it's huge because it's our anniversary yeah it's Priest's 50th it's Saxon's 40th you know so it's, it's a real big day today for us yeah and 
And yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think a band bless is celebrating 50 years. It just goes to show how badass priests actually are, yeah. have been going and pushing out amazing music for that long. So it's a real, it's been a real important weekend, finishing on a really important day. Yeah, for sure. And you know, fingers crossed now everything gets better and we're having live shows as much as possible. But what is something that you would like to bring to Bloodstock next year? Already looking at it. Um, I think, you know, we. I'm always trying to enhance the lineup and bring in different styles of bands so that we, we have such a big cross-section. So you've got 20,000 people. Mm. It's very difficult to sort of please 20,000 people if you see it that way. Yeah. You know, there's so many different genres of, of music. Um, I think the festival, we're always learning. So we're always trying to sort of take on new, what the fans are saying they want to see more of. So we, we have like a big debrief when the festival ends. We have a huge debrief. Yeah. And then we put out... Um, sort of feedback forms for the fans to fill in because without their feedback we don't know what we need to still be changing um, but we think we do we do a pretty good job of touch wood yeah getting it kind of right yeah so it's very difficult to say until we get to sort of looking at the infrastructure mm. there might be small changes to the site okay but nothing too detrimental okay yeah it does seem that that, that connection with the community and its, its fans are there and everything and it's wonderful to see but I won't keep you much longer because I know you've still got no, to no, run no, around no, and everything but um, I have to ask you um, I was shocked by the amount of different things people were dressed up as I mean normally at festivals you get that anyway there's so much, there's always dress yeah, yeah, someone yeah, dressed up yeah. as a crayon or some random yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Um, but not to the extent I've seen at Bloodstock so over the years what's the weirdest thing you've seen on site oh good god what people dressed as <laughs> well, or anything I mean I did see a guy I don't know if I can say this on air that had a sock on his penis and a butt plug and that was it wow I mean and he had a fairly rocking physique so that kind of worked yeah okay, and you know he had like I think he had from what I remember which was pretty good I think the butt plug had a chain on it <laughs> I mean I was paying more attention than I probably should have been hmm. but it's one of those things where you just have to look yeah, yeah. you know and seeing guys it's like a car crash is there oh absolutely like, yeah, 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 yeah you gotta got stare yeah. seeing guys crowd surf in a mankini when people are just trying to pull the mankini off oh is always entertaining that never hmm. gets boring so but the outfits never they never surprise me yeah. and that's a good thing with bloodstock you can wear what the hell you like and it, you'll never be judged that's no. just not what we're about no yeah that does seem that does seem the, the perfect the perfect fit well thank you so much for taking the thank time thank you for your time thank you for having me down it's been a great weekend i've loved experiencing it and hopefully it'll be my first of many blood socks to come absolutely and make this your first of many yes thank you so much all right take Thanks. care Yes! Well done, brother. Well Thank done. You. Not Thank that you. I, not that I had any reason to doubt you. You are a professional broadcaster by now. Ooh. And um, yeah, that was very, very interesting. Um, was there anybody you were worried about talking to? I know um, Barney. I was either expecting to, you to have a fault with a big purple dinosaur. <laughs> um, or the uh, front man of Napalm Death. So it turned out it was the fellow from Napalm Death. And I'm very, very happy with that. Yeah, although I think it would have surprised a lot of people of buying the dinosaur um, was at Bloodstock. But no, I think the whole weekend was was very good. Like I enjoyed all the conversations we had there. Ending it with Vicky was having a great insight into the behind the scenes of the festival and even just stuff like 
Mikey from Skindred, I think, you know, he took a lot of time and it got deeper places. And it was just nice to see everyone's different kind of viewpoints and everything going across the festival. Some for some established bands who've been going for 30, 40 years to bands like Vex to a breaking it onto the scene and getting a lot of fans of that weekend um as well yeah never been to bloodstock before think i'd definitely go again um it was nice to do a different festival i've I've done the same the same kind of four or five every year since since 2014 so it was nice to add something a little bit different there nice was there any um sacrifices at the festival um no but there was a lot of uh, funny costumes as I as I talked to a lot of these bands about um, I was uh, very impressed by everyone's commitment to making each other laugh um, so everything from people wearing a t-shirt that says Jesus is a cunt to a person standing next to him going Jesus isn't that bad um, I did see that t-shirt yeah, I did yeah, see that, that was, t-shirt that was going around, around um, a lot um, people, it's wrong but yeah it's good <laughs> uh, people were just dressed as, as everything so yeah just a really Really wholesome weekend. I just want to say thank you very much to the whole Bloodstock team for inviting us and for everyone who looked after me, from Vicky to Kirsten, Ollie, Charlotte, Donnie, and just everyone else. The Dread. The, the dread. dread. Don't forget just the ev- Dread. Everyone else in, in those bands. And don't forget the Bloodstock 2022. I've already announced 20 bands for the 2022 lineup, and tickets are available now to see the likes of headliners Lamb of God, Gore, Merciful Fate, Bury Tomorrow, Exodus, Static X, Butcher Babies, and so much what? more. So head over <laughs> to the website for more details on that. You, you want to come next year now to watch Lama God, is it? Oh, I'm 100% in. Yep, yeah, I'm mean, in uh, now. Well, that's if it's black. Hopefully, none of my Mormon friends, I've only got one, um, get, well, can he get married again? I don't even know if, it, if he's allowed to get married again after being married. I so this is something that happened all weekend. I bumped into a lot of people, and um, you would come up in conversation, and some people were confused that you weren't there, and I had to explain that you were at a Mormon wedding, and everyone's reaction was very, very different to where someone asked the question, "How many wives are involved?" Well, because he's a British Mormon, I think he's only allowed to take the one wife. Oh, um, because it's only you're only allowed to marry one person over here. That's the British government laws. Um, so yeah, it was only the one wife, but I think she was, um, she was Catholic as well. So it was just my friend Jonathan's the Mormon. So he wanted to get married. He met her six months ago, mind. And yeah, so they, they got married in a Mormon church. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. There was no aliens or nothing. Um, <laughs> there was, I didn't, I didn't see any magic vest or pants oh. and stuff. Cause apparently they wear that. I don't know. Cause I didn't see any, um, I do know me and my friend Scott had a had a good time and had a laugh and looked funny in the photos because we had photos with uh, the bride and groom. And when we did, me and my friend Scott, we had photos and we posed like the young bucks, right? Either side. We were both facing, uh, showing our muscles off. And um, Jonathan, I'd met the bride for the first time in this at the wedding because obviously he's only known her six months and they live in Leeds. As soon as I met, I was like, oh, you look beautiful today. Congratulations. Um, seemed to be making Johnny very, very happy. And Jonathan turned to her and said, I was expecting Sean to burst into flames as soon as he walked <laughs> in the church. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> which, um, yeah, which is funny. Um, but, but not also a great shows first that, uh, impression but also, on someone, I guess. Um, 
I don't mind. Well, she's Catholic, so perhaps she thought, oh, thank God, I'm not the only non-Mormon mm. you. Thank my Catholic God, I'm the only Mormon. Uh, I'm not the only Mormon you. Um, but no, it was interesting. It was nice to see everyone. Check this out. I got recognised in the wedding. Ooh. Some it? guy, come on, do me... Well, watch this. Listen to this. You are not... A- oh, listen to this for a twist. You're not <laughs> expecting the end of this, right? <laughs> so I sit on a table, table 10, right? The last table to go up to the buffet as well. Not I'm angry. I'm not angry, and that's why I didn't bring that up, but... Mm. Thanks, John. So sitting on my table, a guy turns to me and goes, I recognise you. And I was like, oh, here we go. Of course you do. I'm Merthyr's number one musical <laughs> export. Of course you bloody wreck. And he said, did you used to come to Scouts here? <laughs> and I sat back in my chair and I went, bro, that was 22 years ago. I was like, you've recognised me. Because you've imagined me wearing a green shirt, a neckerchief, and a, and a toggle or a swoggle or whatever, old yeah. swoggle or whatever they bloody yeah. call you. Yeah. I was like, that is mental. Like, do you used to come to scouts here? Like, 22 years ago, I was a scout, right? Probably only for a couple of months here as well. And this guy recognised me from that and not from the band, which was refreshing. Or this. It was, yeah, re- yeah or this. Well... Unless it's my voice, how's he gonna? <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't really put many of the videos up, do we? So, um, and if we do, it'll be over on Patreon.com forward slash something where we put up a lot of behind the scenes stuff and um, other chats and photos. <laughs> and yeah, check it out Patreon.com forward slash something. Help the boys out because you even get bonus episodes where we send one of us to their potential death. And then we come back with great episodes just like this. So, yes. Help the boys out. So, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Please. Yes. Please, please, please. Please do. And let us know what you thought about this episode. If you'd like us to do more bonuses or just any guest suggestions over on our social media pages at Sapnin Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and just before we wrap this up as well, I know that there's a lot of festivals and events coming back and everyone's having a good time. The world is opening a bit more, but just would like to remind everyone to try and stay as safe as possible and keep getting tested. If you go into an event, get tested before, so make sure you're not bringing anything to there and get tested afterwards to make sure you haven't spread anything in case you've caught anything at, uh, at an event. It's very, very important um, and we just try and look after each other in this heavy metal rock alternative community. But speaking of lovely events, um, we should plug the fact that you are performing twice this very weekend with your band Raiders, Sean. Well, yes, I don't know how you've managed to jam us into lovely events, but yes, <laughs> August the 20th, 2021. This is coming out tonight, which is Tuesday. Um, Friday we play Bridgewater at the Cobblestones please come and see us we play with um, Bridgen's fantastic I Can't Die and also the day after we play uh, Dick Whittington's <laughs> lol um, pub in Gloucester so that's going to be interesting if it's actually a pub because I'd imagine they've got locals and what I find about locals is is they normally tend to be old men who are going to absolutely hate me so come along, August the 20th, August the 21st, Bridgewater, then Gloucester. Check out the dates um, and the venues and all the information at Raiders Band UK on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Grinder, TikTok. What was that? Threesome website. Anyway, um, yeah, so check, check all that out. Um, and 
Yeah. Oh, one more thing before we um, finish and move on. Um, is, is there anyone you spoke to that um, you didn't record? I'm just wondering if you saw anybody or met anybody that you... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, it did a little a bit of schmoozing and just it was just nice to see other people around and catching up with people backstage and whatnot. Um, the Bastard Sons of Phil Campbell... Um, Whoa! Oh, all right, they're, they're, I can call them that because that's the band name. No, Todd, Tyler, and Dane from Phil Campbell and the Bastard Songs. I saw them about um, had a good laugh. It was very funny because in mid conversation, someone was dressed up full gear Darth. Wow! It, well, I reckon it was actual Darth Vader. Um, I he, don't. He was there, <laughs> and um, Todd had a, Todd had a good a photo with him of uh, Darth Vader sat on his lap, which I have a video of. So I'll probably be posting that on my socials. I've got more things from Bloodstock, so follow me at mhrichards underscore if you haven't. And um, yeah, it was quite funny then because uh, it was me, Dane, and our friend Matt Stocks. Of course, all three part of podcasts had a little uh, podcast triangle bitch, not bitch fest, just kind of <laughs> just going off about how we book if things I, and guests in the world of podcasting. Um, if I find out you three were slagging me <laughs> off, I'll batter all of you. <laughs> But also, check out Matt Stocks' podcast, Life on the Stocks. Life in the Stocks, in fact. I said that wrong. Stupid mouth. And, uh, yeah, Drum for the Song, Dane Campbell's podcast, which is really good. He's interviewed a bunch of uh, famous uh, drummers. And he's also part of Pit. He's also part of Patreon lately, I noticed. He is. Thank you, Dane. So come come and join our Patreon. You never know who's going to be there. Also, I saw um, Danny Felf walking about quite a lot in full How tall is he? I'm taller than him. Yeah, but you, what are you? You're nearly fucking six foot anyway, ain't you? 5'11", 5'10", whatever. Are you? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What's it? Yeah, all right then. So how much shorter is he than you? Uh, ruin, ruin Danny Felt. Show Bear that. Bear in mind. Show Bear that. Bear in mind. His name, is only, his, bit, his name is only short for Danny. Yeah. He's shoulder right to you. Yeah, maybe just above, yeah. Yeah. What's that? That's got to be <laughs> five. <laughs> five? <laughs> They're ghost in the fog. Madman, mad. I don't think I've ever seen Danny Felt in the in the Dansley's flesh. Did you as not? The French would say. I don't mm. think I am. Oh, do you know what? I saw him at Download one year, and they were playing in the middle of the day, right? It was either Download or Sonosphere. They were playing in the middle of the day, right? And like the Undertaker in wrestling, right? Um, Cradle of Filth are very, very much a nighttime act. And should not be seen during the day, right? Because no amount of fog machine can make it dark enough, or also no amount of fo- fog machine can cool you down where your makeup doesn't come off because you're sweating in black latex. Yeah, that was the only time I think I've ever seen him in the flesh. So maybe he'll be at the Heavy Music Awards so I can um, size him up. And, and by size him up, I mean see how tall he is, not square up to Danny <laughs> Oh, wow. That's oh. a photo opportunity we do need, though. But no, we've got a lot of exciting things on the horizon now. A lot of announcements to make in the following week. So keep an update on everything via our social media pages. You get an exclusive first look and announcements before we're allowed to tell anyone via our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. And we'll be back on Friday for another weekly episode. Woohoo! Until then, keep party rocking. <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> conviction you said that with then. Jesus Christ. Aww. Yeah, keep on keeping on, everyone. Stay safe. Wear a fucking mask. Don't be an idiot. Get a vaccine. Um, try not to die. For the love of God. 
and we will see you on Friday, each and every Friday, forever, until one or both of us dies. I'm not... I'm not speculating. It'd be super unfortunate if we both die the same week. <laughs> Especially if we're not together. When, like, yeah. like if we if we die in a car crash, that's expected, isn't it? But if we <laughs> Fuck if it. we just if we went the same week of an illness, that would be strange. Wouldn't it? I had a really good weekend, and now we've ended here. <laughs> sorry, but sorry. Hey. Welcome back to reality. <laughs> Your reality is working with me. Here comes some misery. Uh, anyway, fucking something. <laughs> I got you now. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>